0: Hi, and welcome to Going Off Track. I'm Jonah. And I have the clap. (laughs) We were talking about clapping. (laughs) I don't have the clap, but I was trying to differentiate if Brad was talking about the sound or the disease. Although, you don't really hear about the clap anymore. Is that still an active STD? I
2: think they cleared that up shortly after uh, World War II, maybe. I don't know. Or maybe they changed the name of it. I
0: I had a talk about STD's... uh, I got a physical recently and I had it and my doctor told me that the highest cases of I can't maybe chlamydia whatever the craziest STD the highest cases were in Greenpoint in all of New York in any borough (laughs) and I was like really and he was like yeah and he was like and if you look at Greenpoint it's basically the same type of people as like Bushwick or Williamsburg where like basically everyone I know lives and he was like yeah it's the most concentrated because it's young people who have like multiple partners
2: Oh my god!
0: He was like, yeah, the Upper West Side in Greenpoint.
2: Upper Um, West Side,
0: yeah. Really? Yeah. Get laid up there? I I, I don't know. I have not spent much time up there. Interesting. But uh, so, guys, be careful out there. Watch Um, out for chlamydia. Watch out for chlamydia. Apparently, I like
2: how you said, guys. Guys, watch out. There's a lot of dirty (laughs)
0: sluts out there. (laughs) Filthy, filthy women. I meant the (laughs) 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 course, dude. I meant like the colloquial guys. Like, (laughs) hey guys, like. Guys and girls, <laughs> not like dudes. <laughs> They're out to get you. <laughs> evil women. But thank you for pointing that Witches. out. <laughs> Speaking of evil women, today on the podcast, we have uh, two guys um, who, uh, who I've known for a long time. Well, one of them, uh, Jared Gorbel, who is you might know from the honorary title, um, he's known this dude forever he's an amazing musician he's been on stevens Untitled rock show a bunch of times with honorary title and blake Sennett, who you may know uh for milo Kylie, and he's also done you know his own his own stuff and they formed a band a couple of years ago called the night terrors of 1927 and um they were here they were here playing a show and kind of like a record release show for their album everything's coming up roses and um we got them to come to the podcast and uh it was awesome because both of these dudes are super accomplished and jared kind of moved out to la and they met and now they have this major label band and they have um they have a song called when you're mine with tegan and sarah and uh yeah they're just awesome dudes didn't you think so brad yeah they're really cool they've got some cool t-shirts too i noticed on their uh site oh really i haven't checked that out yeah i
2: don't know who made them
0: I wonder who made them. You know who they should get to make them is Commonwealth Press.
2: Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah. They, who else would you get? Yeah. I mean, we
0: don't know for sure. Why didn't so, I think about that? We don't want this to be false advertising, but I mean, who else would have made them? So
2: check Who out, else could get away with false advertising except a, <laughs> a lonely podcast?
0: Exactly.
2: <laughs> um, they definitely made them. Yeah. Commonwealth makes shirts for U2 and Radiohead as well as the lowliest bands. They'll yeah. take any run. I mean,
0: it's sort of unfortunate that they do do the official merch for Bill Cosby. That,
2: I think they dropped
0: him. Yeah, I think they dropped him, so too. I think official. they were actually the first people that dropped him when all that stuff came out at you, Commonwealth.
2: You it. heard it on this yeah. m- on this news podcast, yeah. this official news podcast. So, Commonwealth yeah, if you, dropped Bill Cosby. Yeah,
0: most of you guys have probably gotten rid of your Bill Cosby shirts, but if you still have one lying around. <laughs> Anyways, uh, if you want to get shirts made by Commonwealth Press, uh, go to cwpress.com <clears throat> slash podcast. And you get six free shirts in addition to your order. And also, that is cool for us because it's sort of like a referral. So, yeah, they were nice enough to kind of step up and be our first sponsor for some episodes. So, let's pay them back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, don't get any STDs. Uh, get rid of your Bill Cosby shirts. Get shirt. rid of your Bill Cosby shirts. And check out this podcast with Jared and Blake from the Night Terrors of 1927. this should be interesting i don't normally do these by myself but steven has kids and it's super complicated yeah so it's gonna be great yeah um where's steven steven is at home with his I, oh i know i was just kidding I... who's steven He's... so steven is a friend of ours he used to host a show on fuse called steven's untitled rock show that i used to write and when i mentioned your name like he got
3: so excited so i guess you guys have known each other for a long time Yeah, Fuse used to have honorary title on... The honorary title on... Are we interviewing right now, or is this just hanging out?
0: I think this can just be hanging out, or this can be... Uh, I think it's being recorded. It doesn't matter. I'm not saying anything
3: secret. Me and Steven, it was intimate. (laughs) (laughs) It was... You know, it happened fast. Yeah, no, I understand. But, um... You know, those things that's. that's God, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know. Yeah, me and, me and Steve, you know, the Untitled Rock Show, we gave it a name that night, baby. Let me <laughs> tell you. Yeah, it's good cool for you bada to finally like come bada. out and no, admit this. No, Steven's, uh, Fuse really supported the honorary title back when shows played videos that weren't, you know, the, only the top 10 songs on the planet. Um, but, uh, the, uh, yeah, so we were on Steven's Untitled Rock Show and we were on, other shows, too, on Fuse, so he was always so cool to us and interviewed us and stuff. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, so, in case you're wondering, I'm here with the Night Terrors of 1927, Yes, sir. and this is Jared and Blake. Yes.
3: Hi, Well,
0: How's it going?
4: Pretty well, man. Like, beautiful day in New York. The weather warmed up for us. You know, we saw the report. It was, like, really cold right before we came. I mean, really cold. Yeah. Like, negatives with the wind chill and stuff. And now it's like in the f- high 40s. pretty nice. Pretty nice for this yeah. time of year. I mean, I, I'm so, um, yeah, be- drove across the super Hudson Bay double bridge. I don't know the names of the Williamsburg bridges. Williamsburg Bridge. Williamsburg Bridge. And it was very nice. Saw the people making asphalt or whatever they're doing. <laughs> Saw that like, kind of like beautiful vista slash terrifying scene. Yes. Um, You know, the un... Where the domino
3: factory used to be right?
0: yeah so is it has they t- i haven't been there in a little while have they started tearing it down yet
3: it l- i didn't even see it I, I feel like it used to be visible so i think that's what he's talking about there's like construction yeah they must or- be because
0: they were doing like a museum installation there up until a couple months ago before they tore it down uh-huh. that i was like i should go to that before they tear it down and yeah until i didn't you missed it blew it
4: hey, dude the intention was there
0: the intention was there
4: I mean, it was the intention was like half there well, maybe out of five half intentions, you hit one. Yeah, and that's, that's more true. than I probably hit, so that's good. You know, yeah. I don't know. Not that you should, not that I'm any benchmark, but it's still something.
0: No, that actually does make me feel a little better about it. <laughs> uh, you guys played Seth Meyers yesterday. How was that? Is that? Have you guys done anything like that before with this band?
3: No, that was our first live television performance. Um, right? Yeah, it was. Um, it, w- it went really well. Um, we were just excited for the opportunity um we had like a special guest star with us singing um because it was that we performed when you were mine which is the duet with tegan and sarah obviously tegan and sarah were busy at that time and they're, they're not here so we had Dee from the dumb dumb girls sing the lead duet part and then we also recorded a song called always take you back which is online just as the band was good nice are you guys big kind of
0: comedy fans? I feel whoa. like in LA, there's such like a big kind of scene with all that stuff.
4: That segue was awesome.
0: It's pretty good, right? <laughs> I mean, I no, I mean it
4: because my mind was like, boom, whoa, far out. <laughs> really? Because like, every time I do a segue, I'm like, oh my god, shut up! This is no. I was like, I mean, that's how my mind works too. Just like, no, next. Yeah. Like, tr- tr- click the old school channel on the TV. <laughs> I was, for real, like, yeah, like he has to like follow my brain. <laughs> Um, yeah, I liked in the '80s. I liked comedy tapes ball. a lot. Like, but I don't know if I'm like a modern comedy fan. Like yeah. Paul F. Tompkins and Largo scene. Like I've been yeah. to some of those. Those are good.
0: Have you been to Meltdown?
4: Mm-mm. They
0: get some good shows over there.
4: Mm. Is it where is that?
0: It's like that. It's like a comic book store mm. on one of those main streets. I'm so bad with LA, like where stuff is. But I feel like it's on Sunset or one of those. Mm.
3: You drive past it.
4: I'm like, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know that like Golden Apple.
3: Yeah, I don't know much about serious comedy world that you guys are speaking. Yeah, I don't of. know.
4: Like, <laughs>
3: I that... like the guilty pleasures. Like, I'll watch Key and Peele sometimes. Yeah, and, but it's you know, it's half and half. With sometimes it's really bad, but I secretly am enjoying it. But um, and um, Portlandia. Yeah, that's the hipster a great one. Go to um, which is part of the excitement of playing Seth Meyers.
0: Oh, yeah, it was right
3: there. Yeah, he's part of the the house band. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Sleater-Kinney put out a new album. And I didn't even realize the connection that... Him and that, Carrie. Yeah, yeah. Since Sleater-Kinney. those are my recent uh, comedy favorites. I feel like today's comedy is like, like shows that are drama or like partially comedy, like TV's getting so good that it's hard to differen- differentiate some stuff. I don't really watch like the... Like when I was a kid, th- you know, th- uh, Three's Company and um, Cheers and all that stuff, the s- half-hour comedies. But maybe you're talking about stand-up comedy. I don't even know what's the difference. What kind of comedy are we talking about?
4: Yeah. I took it to mean stand-up, but yeah, any in. any cool. yeah. Any comedy, any
3: comedy is my-
0: I feel like comedy is like a thing. Like I didn't know it would be so cool at this, like as an adult, or like if someone had told me once younger, like you should be a chef or a comedian, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. And now, like that's like the coolest thing to be, sort of
4: a chef or a comedian. I feel like to me, at least in my yeah. world. I saw some girl named, do you know that girl, Eliza Schlesinger or whatever?
0: Yeah, the name sounds super familiar. She's
4: kind of like weirdly like hot for, I don't know, for a comedian, yeah, yeah. but like extremely hysterical, like starts a joke and then just starts going like, like halfway through like that's like comedy, like the, the wheel of like evolution of things is so fast with like the internet and The way we get things now, that I feel like things are just disintegrating into vapor, and she does that a little in her routine, and it's kind of interesting. I got real pumped. Does
0: she have a new special or something? I think I I saw this. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I think so. Man, like a Netflix. As far as like the internet comedy thing too, it's like now there's people that are famous as comedians on Twitter, like Rob Delaney. I don't know if I'm yeah, totally like that guy. I followed him on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, I'm really a fan of this comedian. Never saw him on any sort of stand-up, never saw anything. And to the point where I had my Kindle, and I was like, I'm going to buy his book. I couldn't get past the first chapter, because I realized, I was like, I don't really know this guy's comedy. I'm just a fan of his tweets. Right. It's just such, there's like a whole other angle, you know, like people with viral videos. I've like gotten caught up in like young, like uh, comedian People who just post ridiculous stuff. I can't even remember their name. It's like record titles, you know, like you're on Spotify or on YouTube. You're like, hey, I love that band. You don't even know the name of the song. You don't even know. It's not like tangible full record or like when or like Eddie Murphy's Delirious. Everybody loves Eddie Murphy. He's on SNL. He's got the stand-up special. It's just like there's so many ways f- for people to display their art and comedy. It's just like it is hard to keep up with, and you could be a fan of any of those sort of delivery methods delivery methods
0: i think that's true music too though aren't there like youtube like people who just like a few songs on youtube uh, i mean i just feel like it's hard for me to listen to bands actually like who put out records like i'm not gonna scour youtube for some 14 year old that's i don't know it's me yeah it's a new world it's a new world um i'm gonna do another like weird segue but speaking of the older world uh (laughs) first time i met jared i kind of want to bring something up you stayed at my house with john cheese and he was to think touring with you guys john cheese our tour
3: manager yeah
0: um and honorary title stayed at my house and then one of the dudes in your band was like shit talking my apartment like was like this place is too small yeah like i can't believe we're all staying here Mm, i can guess who that was (laughs) and it got (laughs) back to me and i would remember like just think it was so funny being like dude seriously yeah. What's up with that? Yeah.
4: Dude, this is a resentment that's been boiling for a long <laughs> time. I've only been years.
3: holding on to this for like 15 years. I think you need
4: to answer for this, Jared. Some people are
3: good people, but some people, when they have drinks, they become other people, you know, and then they become not nice people. And totally. And it's not fun to be around. I mean, I've let it go,
4: clearly. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, being on... <laughs> right, also, being on tour is like its own whole poison sometimes, yeah. you know, particularly... Uh, I know in the mornings before my coffee, I, I'm certain that everyone must die.
0: Yeah, no, um, I understand. And then I
4: like have my coffee and settle in. But um, yeah, it's it's a gnarly world. And he probably was drunk and
3: also young. Yeah, I mean, I was probably everybody was probably partying. And I said, also,
4: a bit- if I may, sure. <laughs> I think these are issues that Jared is working through and has gotten pretty much on the other side, but he's incredibly cheap. So this guy may have been at the end of his his sleeping on the floors of many apartments with cats on his face, and he's allergic to cats. I'm just saying.
3: I um am... i would push for a three and a half star more than you would <laughs> let's get to it <laughs> it's true i'm a it's value true. shopper but i like he likes i like luxury. just complete inqui- but back then yeah it didn't even matter it was like oh a couple shots of whiskey yeah. you passed out there is a cat shitting on your face who cares yeah um you could deal with it sure. yum, 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 yum. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sound of the yeah no uh the catch shit. That was like we were probably playing the grog shop or yeah, something. Yeah, the grog shop. For Everybody's sure. played in Cleveland. Oh,
4: the grog Cleveland. shop. Cleveland. That's where you're from. Yeah, that's where I'm from. Cleveland. Oh, okay, Moved cool. here
0: about seven years ago.
4: Oh, okay, cool, man. Um, Cleveland's gnarly. I mean, it's like, you know, you can turn the wrong corner. Yes. And be Like in Detroit. It's yes. Like, whoa.
0: There's some really bad areas right next to really nice areas. Yeah. It's yeah. like
4: so schizophrenic that way. Yeah. At least it, Yeah. It's yeah. Detroit is just all that, but. Um, I like Cleveland. I like
0: Ohio. Where are you guys from originally?
3: San Diego. San Diego. Long Island. That's yeah. New York. Long Island, (laughs) yeah. Straight to
4: Cleveland. San Diego, (laughs) Super Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I was just in San
0: Diego. My band played at the Casbah. And it's so crazy how close the airplanes get
3: to that. It's, area. It's, That's one of those areas that changed really fast too, right? It's like kind of nicer over there.
4: Yeah. San Diego downtown was like the worst. Yeah. Really? Forever. And then, yeah, like. Renovation station. Yeah, it's like, I don't know what billionaires like. Let's do it. Like, I don't know how that works, you know, but it really happened.
0: They've been trying to do it in Cleveland and it has not really worked. <laughs> that waterfront area, like hey. every couple years, someone's like, we're going to transfer. No. Nope. not
4: yet it's gonna take a minute yeah it takes
0: a while that kind of stuff
4: san diego is like at least you know the weather is like a little more stable that midwest has that punishing weather yeah um yeah
3: i had another memory about the grog shop another show i wonder if it was the same show because this actually coincides we had this crazy fan who was he seemed kind of well off like you know like a very like um Yuppie, clean-cut guy, and he was located in Ohio or something. And he was like, the beginning of the night, he's like, "I'm putting you up in a really nice hotel, a whole bunch of rooms." And at the end of the night, the girlfriend who had him was like crying because she had to like drag his body because he was just like unconscious, like drank that much. And it just seemed like this was also like a normal part of their relationship. (laughs) It might have not even been that same night. It could have been like we've played Cleveland thirty thousand times. Um but yeah I do remember that good old memories photo booth did he then not get the hotel no, room no no there was like you couldn't even there was we just left we gave up there was no hotel rooms then we stayed with Jonah <laughs> next thing you know we're doing a podcast the giant dust bunny yeah on a in, a in a bed but it was actually a kitty litter <laughs> I got rid of that thing it was gross yeah
4: <laughs> what it was a kitty litter bed
3: yeah you like, before you go into the bed, you have a shovel and you just scoop the little turds out and you get cozy oh, in there. Oh, damn. <laughs> no. I don't.
4: Do you have cats?
3: I don't have cats.
4: Did you have cats?
3: No.
0: Okay, <laughs> this is just weirdness. <laughs> Us, and we, uh, me and Jared spoke to a bunch of high school kids, or middle school kids a couple years ago. Oh,
3: yeah. For, Do you remember that? Yes, in the West Village at an elementary school. Yeah. For... Somebody's something or other. This is really informative. I don't even remember it what Lizzie. it was for, and what it was it for. It was oh, like
0: to talk about music with like and then, yes. kids, but I felt like the kids were like, I felt like one of the kids was like not really nice to me. Like I felt mm-hmm. like I was like getting bullied or something yeah. by like these like twelve year olds because uh. like what's wrong with your posture? I was like, dude, shut up!
2: What's wrong uh. with your posture? <laughs>
3: That's not nice. Not cool. But I guess you don't have a filter. We're when when like, up.
4: I'm an intellectual. We slouch.
3: <laughs> exactly. They were like ten years old, nine, ten. Yeah, and they, and um, our friend Lizzie is a writer. Maybe did she used to work for Rolling yeah. Stone or something? So she was bringing in people to class. Like these are people in the music industry. Talk about what you do. They start throwing spitballs at your face. <laughs> yeah, but no. they interview us and like write stories. It was really weird. Yeah. I don't know. why I just thought about it. Yeah, I remember that.
0: And then you moved out of here.
3: Yeah, I was like, screw this. <laughs> I should have done that. I used to live not far from this podcast.
4: Oh, yeah? I think he left kicking and screaming. I don't know. Yeah? He was like, screw this. Did you yeah, guys have the idea to sound
3: tough. for tough. this band in mind
4: when you moved out west or no? Not no. <laughs> <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> no. J- Jared Jared had come to my house and stayed at my house for 30 some odd days recording his solo record. That's how we met. Okay. And by the ago. time he left, if someone was like, do you know that guy, Jared Gorbell? I probably would have responded with, I, yeah, I like met that guy. Yeah. Like, cause my interactions with him were so brief and um, transient. You know, I think we probably shared like 40 words over the course of like a month. So when he called me when he had moved to L.A., I was like, oh, I didn't think that dude and I, like, I didn't think there was any connection there necessarily, you know, like, but yeah, come over, man, that'd be cool. Like, let's write a song. He's like, he's like, I moved here, you know, I don't really know so many people, but I know you and you're a musician, (laughs) I'm a musician, It's like, write a song, no particular end in mind. We wrote a song and then it was like pretty easy and like felt good, you know, like as a, as artists, I think that's like all you have for your like barometer really. Cause is your feelings, you know, I think I fall into trying to figure it out so much, but really it's just like, how does it feel? And it felt good. And so we wrote a second one and a third one and gave like, probably by the time we wrote that, like second or third one, we gave it to a manager and they were like dude this is really cool like you should keep doing this you guys have like a good vibe and we yeah we were you know
2: yeah it
3: was pretty much that like i moved to la i was depressed about it and i was like okay i was writing songs you know at least i didn't stop doing that i was like i'll just i know blake from recording that record i'll go try and write a song with him with no intention i didn't even know what it was for maybe i was gonna Maybe I was trying to make another solo something. I didn't even know. It's kind of on the verge of like not playing music anymore.
4: And I, but, I had yeah. already transitioned into not playing <laughs> music anymore. So two retirees getting... I mean, you know, I think um, it can be tough. You need to take little breaks in your mind, even if it's just a a function of survival. Like you're not really taking a break or quitting, but you tell yourself that to like let yourself off the hook for a couple of weeks um but yeah and he and i share probably a similar work ethic like we just want to like work a lot you know like so it's been fun it's been it's been it's been cool was this was this kind of
0: like did you have any time sort of between Rilo Kylie kind of winding down in this project where you were just kind of figuring out what to do or did this kind of come along kind of right after that?
4: No, Rilo Kylie had ended a couple of years, like three years before. Okay. Or it was a little
0: like enigmatic. I felt like what was, was happening. So I felt like I wasn't sure if you guys were still working on stuff or.
4: No, we, we had fully broken up. I mean, I don't know that that was like, um, n- you know, like news or whatever, but it was right. like we had fully broken up and. Um, and I was like, I think in the process of looking over my shoulder and sort of trying to sort out what had uh, happened. You know what I mean? Like, oh, whoa, that was cool. Let's examine that now, because you just kind of like, you know, you just kind of go forward sometimes without like, um, without like processing. You're just like blasting through brick walls when you're like in your early 20s you just start like you know what i mean you just go you don't like uh so i think i was looking back like okay like that and and do i want to do this because it it you know what you know there's a lot of stuff out there to do i could go like be a um open water diver you know like i could go do any number of things so i like was like i was like I also had realized post Rylo Kylie that I didn't have any skills except for music. So I bought a couple motorcycles and was teaching myself to like, you know, through YouTube how to work on motorcycles and I was in a karate class and I was I learned to scuba dive and like all this weird stuff, you know what I mean, that was like had nothing to do with with music or goals. It was just like, let me fill out my life. So if I sh- were to have a child, they'd, they'd be like, oh, dad, you're kind of cool, you know, to do lots of stuff. And then he showed up kind of, you know what I mean? I was doing like existential balloon filling and he showed up and was like, want to write? And I was like, sure. It At this point, holds no more importance than working on my motorcycle. So why not? You know, there's nothing on it. Um, but now look, here we are. And now holds a lot more importance and i'm very grateful for that because i love music and I, I, I love this path um yeah sexy. you had an elected record too in between yes i had an elected record in between totally right and i didn't think that was part of that search and i did one tour and i was like nope in some way you know like i don't think i'm comfortable being like the front man it's not, really not really it's not my i don't i don't like that role and also when you run into other people like a Jared or Jenny Lewis, who make so much sense as that role, you can really compare yourself against it and be like, yeah, they like it and they're really good at it. And I don't even like it. and I'm not sure I'm good at it. Why the hell would I do that? You know?
0: Yeah. So We had someone on the podcast recently who I saw play with Rilo Kiley, who I think is such an underrated front man, uh, Jake Bellows.
4: Oh, yeah. What a voice like Chet Baker. So good. Yeah. What a voice!
0: I saw you guys play together at SoCal Underground, like a oh, really long time. I recorded wow. a record in Stephen Peterson's basement.
4: Oh God, yeah, the faint.
3: That's your friend Jake. Yeah, in L.A.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah he's we in would LA ride now. motorcycles together. Really? He was like my one motorcycle buddy. <laughs> we rode all the way from L.A. to San Francisco, doing living room shows. No way on motorcycles! Wow. And we would set it up. Jared actually taught me how. He <laughs> had like the Pedro the Lion.
3: E- Guide to you. yeah 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 equation on how to do living room shows yeah the, this yeah yeah my manager helped me get it so i pass it on to him
4: yeah so jake and i set up all these shows and motorcycled it all the way up to um san francisco and back like playing shows like santa cruz all it's amazing one of my favorite tours of my life actually such a weird tour yeah <laughs> so weird like terrifying like that was my one.
0: Like, so did bro- you put guitars on the back of your
4: motorcycle? No, we, we it was like part of the request. Like okay, have to provide us with two acoustics. So you didn't really have to bring anything, like a toothbrush or something? And a toothbrush and like, yeah, change of underwear. So That's great. Yeah, it was weird. Very cool. Very, very, very enriching. Maybe Jared and I will do that too. You guys should. But he'll be in a sidecar with the goggles <laughs> on. Have you been to any of those Dave
0: on house shows? I haven't. No. I, I've been to every single one that's been here oh, since yeah. I've lived here. I'm like a little bit like obs- obsessive super fan. As of like a lifetime pass to his shows. Wow. That they did on this one tour like five years ago where if like you email this thing, like they'll just like get you into stuff. You're like a hardcore fan. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: yeah. And the shows are so awesome because I'm sure they're the same as, as your tour. Like you just like bring in beer, like sit on the floor. It's like 50 people, no mic, and you just like plays and it's incredible
4: yeah cool it's I a had, future i think of like touring i had such a good experience doing it um that i i loved it like i was like oh i can actually be a like front man if this was how i existed i actually right. loved it i was like i'm gonna buy an rv um but no in the end like it's um you know you, it's the thing about life, man. You only have two hands. You, know, you can't hold on to everything. Right, right. So you got to really decide, you know. And I don't think that's. Well, I, don't, I need to be a living room musician. But, but I um, felt
0: like it. Do you feel like it? Like help, like avoid some like the posturing and stuff. Like I like, you don't have to be like, how are you guys doing tonight? Like
4: <laughs> that totally, type of stuff, yeah. which I feel like would that's, prevent me from ever being a front man. Yeah, it's I think tough. I think yeah. that, there are people who are more comfortable talking to like two thousand people, right. and I think I'm more comfortable talking to twenty people. So, um, or 50 or whatever. I mean, I think I capped mine at 25 a show. Cause it just seemed like I wanted to hang out. That was part right, of it. Right. You know, like, Hey, let's make a fire. And we'll like talk. And Jake is like, I don't know if you ever hung out with him. Yes, but he'll just talk for hours to anyone. He's like a true <laughs> man of the people. Like, it doesn't matter. Like Senator or homeless person, like he'll sit and talk with you. So, um, yeah, we were like existential wanderers, but using the internet to like find these little safe havens yeah
0: I, I i liked that jared what's it like being a frontman? are
3: you super confident what's that like that's funny you know i've been i've been both ends you know i've done house shows and i've now more than ever night terrors it is like frontman. it's like a i don't play guitar sometimes i do but it's 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 been a learning process because even honorary title i was the singer but i always played guitar and i think we were like we were living in a more organic world and the goal of night terrors is it requires a front man like the actual term you know more than in like a bigger sense so it's been a learning process being support for like bigger bands and having to like amp up your personality because i'm a very um i'm like a little snail slug quiet person but um it's scary but it's really fun once you embrace it you're like oh this is like being a kid and like standing in front of the microphone like i don't know if every kid does that but you know when i was in like fifth grade i would listen to like this big like motley crew and like hold a hockey stick and like pretend to be this Hmm. it got repressed and i forgot about it because i Hmm. didn't listen to that anymore and i was just like i want to be cool and like tasteful and subtle and 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 sad you know like uh, all the people that inspired me but now it's like i can be a kid again and just like let Mm -hmm. loose and like kids eat that up because they love that and it's fun so it really is fun but i've been on the other side too you know like being the intimate folk setting too and that's fulfilling in a completely different way and you don't have to like amp yourself up you can just be like hey what are you doing Like we are right now, yeah. I (laughs) think two different worlds.
4: I feel like we came of age in like the real time of like indie authenticity and pain and depth. You know, like bright eyes was like the biggest thing in the world. Like you know, and like who writes words like that? Like you know. So I think yeah, it's like getting back to both our roots in a way of being children and enjoying just like writing like. Songs that go in easy, you yeah. know, and hopefully you have depth and meaning, but aren't so fraught with, yeah, you
3: know, they the, hit you quicker. It's not something you're, I don't know who knows, but yeah, people can listen to different types of songs on repeat. But I, I agree, like Bright Eyes and stuff like a folky stuff where you're really like living in the words.
4: Yeah, the like Elliot Smith. like yeah. I'm so in pain. Watch me prove it. Like, fuck. Right. Like, oh. You know, you guys are
0: also kind of a part of such kind of iconic labels, kind of I feel like at their peak, like I feel like Doghouse and Saddle Creek mm-hmm. at that time, like it was such a community and like it was yeah. like how do you kind of look back on that? Because I feel like that doesn't really exist so much anymore in the sense of like labels are maybe like We always talk about that. We're like, what is the Saddle Creek of
3: today? Yeah, or what is the Saddle Creek of like today Parker or the Doghouse? Is
4: something? I don't
3: Yeah, I don't uh. I always try to think of that because I remember in the early 2000s, it just felt like, yeah, Jade Tree and Polyvinyl mm-hmm. and Saddle Creek. And, and I'm like, am I just getting older? Am I losing touch? Like, where, who are those? Is it Jag, Jaguar or whoever you say those label. Like, are, is there a community in that world? Like, I know that Burger Records and the cassette. Right. Kind of a dirty punkish world. Like, that, that's, there seems to be a community in there. It's like
4: the moth. Super Moth Rainbow. You know what I'm talking about with that thing?
3: I don't know that, Moth Rainbow. No. I, I,
4: know the, I, I don't think I'm putting it all together right. That's but
3: that's the band, the Casket.
4: Graveface. Yeah.
3: Girls. Is that what it
4: is? Casket Girls. Your and yeah, friend. they have like a. Scene. Okay. Graveface Records. Yeah, but I don't think it's as big as Saddle Creek, and I don't. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I feel like there's so many of them now that the niches are smaller, too. So they're hard to keep up with. Yeah, right. it's like,
4: I don't know that there can be another one of those.
3: Yeah, there's, it's like everybody can create now on their own, and everybody can put out their own and create yeah. their own labels. So there's probably like 100 bar souks now, you know? Or bar souk has like been diminished to less. Or has it? I don't know who's on bar souk these days. I think
0: Nata Surf is still...
3: Bar souk does. Oh, and they had Phantogram. Yeah. I don't know... I feel like it must exist, but it's a little harder to keep track of. Yeah,
4: yeah, and I think like, at least in terms of Saddle Creek, some of that just felt like some kind of dumb luck. I mean, how do you get that many like bands of those calibers in that? Yeah, at that t- tiny five-year window in Omaha, like that just felt like whoa! Like, what's how did this happen? You know, yeah. like, these records are Cursive and The feigned and Bright Eyes. You know, like uh, Azure, like there was, you know, there's like crazy stuff. I just, I just felt like dumb luck, you know, or something. I don't know. Um, so I don't know, like, if that
0: I just remember, like, it was still so built up to me. And then, like, I recorded at the old Presto in mm-hmm. Lincoln, and Lincoln? I was like, I was like, this place is such a shithole in Lincoln, yeah. 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 And I was like, I can't believe all these records like got made here,
4: mm. yeah. I don't know, I think from where we came, like, for Rilo Ry- for Kylie, like, that place was, I was really, I thought it was really, it looked very expensive to me when I <laughs> there. Maybe if I went back now, it would be a shithole.
0: Well, maybe. I don't know. I'm sure the newer one is Oh, the newer crazy.
4: one is world-class, like, but crazy, like, Neve Board, I don't know. Like, I'm sure. Um, yeah, We flooded
0: the toilet, I, like, slept on the floor, like, maybe uh, yeah. it was, like,
4: yeah. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was in there. I mean, Lincoln itself is there aren't a lot of hotels. It's like, right, and if you're anything like we were, you had to sleep somewhere gnarly. Like we slept in a flop house for like six dollars a night. Six dollars a night, like that's a real figure. We slept in a flop house with homeless people for six fucking dollars, man. You could have just slept at the studio. That's what we did.
0: I I don't know why we did, but I, yeah. We I, s- well,
4: we couldn't afford six dollars for everybody, so <laughs> I did at sometimes sleep. In the studio. And um, I don't remember. Sometimes I was in the flop house. And like... Yeah, there was like an open window. And like some jock pissed into one of our rooms. No way. Like as... Oh my God, dude. Like, yeah. But those are good times. I mean, you know, it's cool. It's a full life. It's a great thing, you know? And yeah, I don't know if that exists today. It's like you said, it's been fractured into time. so many tiny sh- like shards and yeah the glass pieces have gotten smaller but maybe they'll coalesce into one i don't know
3: yeah it's like
4: it's probably the happening labels right now. are
3: becoming more and more and the major labels are coming closer to the indie level to like level the playing field it's like they're meeting in the middle almost it's like i mean we'll we'll see we're on a major label but it almost it doesn't feel like the major label vibe that i got previously it feels um it feels right now like they're growing us like like what naturally happens when you're in an indie band so i don't know if you know it was a transitional it was a pre-transitional time in the music industry too before um, labels started laying everybody off and they were spending too much money um, and they were looking down at the indie labels who were like what are they doing right what are they doing right you know it was definitely like a um a different time in music
4: I think too, like the internet and people become their own, like, you know, Petri dishes and the labels have the benefit of, of that to see like what sort of connects and, uh, you know, running their algorithms based on how many views you get or something, you know? Um, and then, so they sign less, but I have felt so far with this label. So taken care of. You know, like they've been so gentle and nice, and I've never felt like tampered with artistically in any way. Um, that it's been really nice so far. So, but I didn't. Yeah. My prior major label experience was, I was so bubbled off. Yeah. In my, you know, we we didn't really interact. So you would have a better perspective than me.
3: There wasn't as much interaction even even with my band and mm. my label at the time.
4: Mm.
3: Well, I mean, maybe I just trusted management who knows i don't even know what was going on i um i feel like i appreciate it more this time so maybe i'm like making an effort to to like hang out see what's happening oh sounds are happening empty cavernous stomach (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i don't know indie labels jeez i hope I'm sure kids get that thing, you know. That was kind of exciting, you know, when you're like, ooh, I like this label, what else is on this label? It was a fun way to discover other bands. That was always cool, like, totally.
0: I think it exists with, like, Top Shelf, maybe, or those kind of band labels, but then they're signing a lot of, like, older bands, like, they
3: signed, like, Braid and, like, the Jazz June and stuff. Which is cool for kids to help them discover, like, the roots of a lot of indie and emo, so that's cool. But, yeah, I know what you're saying, it's like, but yeah, like Vagrant having like Paul Westerberg or something, you know, it's like, you always get that. Well, it's cool. I don't know. I, I, I know I personally as a music fan, I love where the music industry has gone because I really like enjoy. I use RDO, same as Spotify and Beats, but I, it's so much fun. It's like a free library of anything, anytime. I know we don't make any money off of it, right. but as the fan, it's so, cool every morning just to like see what's new and pull from everything and listen and see what random people who have good taste are checking out without having to actually hang out with them i mean that's cool you know it used to be like your friend made you a mixtape or you happened to be dating a girl who had good taste and now you can just kind of creep on people and, and see what's happening in music it's kind of fun i feel like i
0: use it also for like the opposite like how oh, i really like the songs in high school let me try to find it Mm. i was listening to like all this possum dixon last night <laughs> oh yeah or, like all these bands that i thought robbie
4: zabrecki like,
3: <laughs> <laughs> youtube guy was cool for this. i was rad i saw him recently roll really?
4: yeah. mm-hmm. he's doing magic at a party he's he a magician now really yeah really good magician too wow yeah like a really really he he works at the magic castle in la which is like the it's like the you know if there was like the primo comedy club it's that for magic oh, it's like suits only and so, very so on fancy and robbie wow. is like a yeah like a in-house guy there and he's he's so nice and i'm so i get starstruck when i because i was such a fan of possum dixon yeah man. um yeah but i don't know yeah but anyway possum dixon yeah that's a good way to yeah look at look for old stuff
0: yeah it's
3: cool. magic castle i
0: never even knew that there was like a
3: a place like that, anywhere in the world. Dude, in come to L.A., let's go <laughs> yeah. to Magic
4: Castle. I think...
3: You gotta wear a suit. I went recently. Really? People get really pumped for it. <laughs> I felt like a cranky grandpa because I wasn't <laughs> as pumped, but people really enjoy it, and it's like very fancy, good-looking people and there.
4: every magician is like David Blaine. Not really, because right. that guy's the next level, but they'll come over and do card tricks and that'll blow your mind, like just while you're waiting, you yeah. know?
3: And it's multiple uh, magic shows happening in different rooms and miniature different theaters, all different. So are you times. like sitting at a t-
4: table, or are you
3: like walking around. Uh, you walk around. You have, you have you walk around, and at bars even there'll be people. But you also have like, oh, this show's at nine o'clock, okay. and then you go and sit down within a thing. And you gotcha. have like a
4: dinner. Like I, I've had a dinner and then go see a show. Yeah, yeah it's yeah.
3: also like they have a restaurant. It's cool in that it's like the interior and everything is trapped in time. It's like um. Uh, the, just the decor.
4: Yeah, it looks like Disneyland in there.
3: Yeah, like Disneyland in like 1982 or something. I don't know.
4: <laughs> yeah, like the haunted mansion or something. Yeah. Like Disneyland. I don't know. West Coast references.
3: No, it remain It made me think of Disney World, East Coast.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Florida, Florida, Florida.
0: Florida. Uh, I was Boca. just. I was down there last year, and I was a guy. Everyone was so pumped, and I was like,
4: Ugh. Orlando.
0: Yeah. A Disney World, yeah, just yeah, like tough, I was, and terrible. everyone was so excited. Hmm. And everyone's like, "What's your deal, man?" I, I was like, got- "I don't know. I'm 34. Like, yeah. I don't like. Yeah. That's my deal. Lines suck. Yeah, yeah. People like.
2: Yeah,
0: I'd also eaten something that made me ultra
3: paranoid and sweaty. Oh, that's like you. So no, that I think did he's not referring help. To something else. Oh,
4: <laughs> I see.
3: It's funny because I was gonna say, I was like. Maybe I didn't enjoy it because I'm not into like the um, hallucinogenics or something. But you're saying no, I and mean, it depends on the persona. D- doesn't you know? help. Doesn't help. Yep. Just feed make somebody them... some magical mushrooms, and they still just get freaked out and run <laughs> for their life. It's a small world becomes frightening. It. Like, oh. it, it was. A, it, I just felt like I was connecting with everyone, and it's a
0: small world. Like there were every like characters trying to tell me something, and I couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah.
3: Anyways, and yeah, I couldn't enjoy happens. Disney World now at all. Yeah, even roller coasters just bash my head around, and I come out with like a headache.
4: I know, man.
3: When you're a kid, you're like, I bash know. me around. I want to go back on. I, yeah, I had a moment on one of the rides
0: where I was like, I don't think this is fun. I don't know how I ever thought it was fun, but yeah. I think I did. Yeah. But I wish I thought stuff was still
3: fun. I think instead of just being so cynical. Yeah, you gotta bring kids or have kids uh, and then it'll be fun again yeah, I don't know, man.
4: Oh, or go scuba diving yeah well for real like when you said that i was like what is fun like disneyland was then uh, scuba diving really it's so weird man. yeah it's so weird and it's like it's a it's the alice in wonderland ride where you're like what i can breathe underwater like this is a whole other level of disneyland grown-up disneyland yeah like I can breathe underwater and there's like a fucking hammerhead shark over there like the weirdest looking creature ever it's definitely like stuff to be had but you've got to go searching farther you can't just pay like a hundred bucks now <laughs> and like yeah
3: 20,000 leagues under yeah. the sea
4: right? <laughs> leagues <laughs> what's a league like an inch
3: I don't know it's a good
0: question know. do you still do the motorcycle stuff
4: no I I gave it up like uh maybe like a year what like a year and a half ago a year ago something like yeah because i just looked at my fingers and my hips and was like i didn't smash anything time to like yeah. put that one away that the yeah the 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 risk reward on that skews really really far on, on risk
3: yeah but, i can see that
4: but i'm glad for my time in it but i think it, it could be put away for a yeah. great many years now
3: i miss my sidecar though <laughs> I miss, you know, just riding down the highway. <laughs> he this... My hand up on your butt. Yeah. <laughs> Me and <in> this.
4: <laughs> he would get it real in there too, man. Because he'd get nervous. You gotta hold on. You know, yeah. The
3: faster we got it, yeah. the tighter the grip on the cheek.
4: Yeah. He's got big hands too, man. He's serious it's about it. Like War of the Worlds, <laughs> like this alien hand just wrapping wow, fully yeah. around <laughs> its cheek. Yeah,
3: just an alien elongated finger hand slowly creeping in his crevices at high speeds.
4: Yes, (laughs) it's all true, man. (laughs) Yeah.
3: What was your inspiration for moving to LA from the East Coast? Female in my life. Gotcha. Inspiration slash we're going. You're coming or it's over (laughs) (laughs) now. Um, yes, female in life uh, pushed me there. I'm grateful now, of course, but I went, yeah, I didn't want to go at all. I love New York. Because I feel like I've had so many friends recently who have moved out there from here and they all are so into it. Yeah, I definitely, the first year I wasn't so into it and I still love New York, but it's just a different lifestyle. What kind of change do you think after that you just made more friends or got more comfortable? I'm not like a making friends sort of guy in general. So it wasn't that. I'm coming back to New York, a place where I lived my whole life. I'm like, oh, should I invite anyone to the show? <laughs> nah. Um, I wait. What was the question? Oh yeah, what what made the transition better? Yeah. Or yeah, I just meeting um, Blake or hanging out with Blake. Like it was yeah, the War of the Worlds hand. Um, <laughs> no. um... Yeah. A purpose. Um and. You know just the fear of like okay letting go this is not the same thing you're you're, you can't walk everywhere (laughs) deal with it you're gonna drive get comfortable with driving simple stuff you know i'm very like resistant to change but i've heard i don't know you know my dad's like a therapist and he said you know moving is one of like the most traumatizing experiences for most people it's like listed up there really like family
4: um, death yeah
3: yeah, it's just like so what you're experiencing is normal so i definitely was uh, freaked out by everything that just wasn't familiar to me you know where's my bodega why isn't it open at 4am and why can't i just walk there comfortably it's just different and now i'm in it and um i have a dog and that just hold Mm. the dog and i just and i have a band and that's fun and so it's like all these things Mm. it's good
0: um man I wish my dad was a therapist cuz I feel like he must have such good advice for you.
3: My dad has good advice too. He does but it, I was I never took I never took it until like I was old enough Re, you know more recently like when I was a kid I would never you know you're still like whatever. <laughs> right right. But my parents were cool and liberal and you know they like I remember my dad found like rolling papers once when I was in high school like on the floor and he just like thought it was funny. So I think like I, he wasn't as long as uh, moderation is the key. Everything yeah. in moderation. You could do anything as long as you, <laughs> <laughs> So, I think my yeah. But now yeah, my my dad's got a lot of knowledge. It's it's good.
0: That's great. Um so what else do you guys kind of have sort of coming up for cuz last time I saw you at Webster and I didn't even know that you guys I just kind of randomly ended up there. I thought you were just there hanging out. But you had just Dancing played. to
3: Capital Cities. Yeah. Yes. You yeah. saw me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, Jared's a Capital Cities fan. He came all the way in from LA. Wow. I just, <laughs> there I
3: was dancing on stage yeah. with my giant glasses
0: on. Oh, yeah. Stage. That's what the show was. <laughs> I forgot about that. I had a friend who worked there, so I was just like, uh, come by. And that was really, really weird. No. I mean, there. It
3: was fun, fun tour. Yeah. we People did, were so into it. Yeah. People were pumped. Um,
4: Different kind of crowd than we're used to. Yeah,
3: it's like a radio crowd. But yeah, we just... love. was the last time I saw you. Webster Hall. We were on support for Capital Mm -hmm. Cities. It got more fun when the band, um, the support changed uh, to Cherub. This band Cherub. I haven't heard them. I hadn't heard them either, but they were just fun to be around. And they added like a life to more, a little more life, a little more connection. We didn't... Capital City guys were cool but we didn't really like bro out with them as much because we didn't share a dressing room with them right dude i have the best segue of this whole interview
0: right now uh speaking of cherub i recently saw smashing pumpkins at webster hall cool and they did not play cherub rock
4: what's Mm -hmm. cherub rock
0: it's like one of the best smashing pumpkin songs
4: so, Did you see yeah, I don't know. I don't even know that's I don't know. They didn't
0: play like they were like withholding a lot of the hit. They didn't play today, they didn't play nineteen seventy nine, they played a lot that's of weird. new stuff, a lot of jams. They played a they played like Disarm and Zero, but it's a weird show. That is strange.
3: I yeah. I feel like Or a band that like
0: Yeah, it's like you know what people want to hear. Like
4: yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm like too attached to like my version of the Smashing Pumpkins. But like, without like James Haw and like what was her name like Darcy, Darcy or yeah. whatever. Like without those people, like that's not the Smashing Pumpkins, well,
0: man. Do you know who's playing with them? That was a drummer for Raging Against the Machine and the bass player from the Killers. Who are like all good musicians. But yeah, it was like really it's weird yeah
4: it's not the same it's like yeah, it's there's a the reason same. why like the red hot chili peppers sound way different with john Frusciante than without him like yeah there's an effect that one person so if you change everybody but the lead singer that ain't guns and roses man and that ain't smashing <laughs> pumpkins to me like you call it what you want so like
3: i know it's so crazy that too like yeah like, they go on these bands like axl rose is playing arenas and he's I the know. only person really
4: they still like people go see that they yeah
3: do that's what's so weird about it people I don't dig that deep you know it's just like oh guns and Roses is great. i'm gone
0: well i think it's like so much of
3: it's just the voice like that's the hardest you know. thing to replicate
4: it's true it's true um but
3: then you have journey or somebody who has like a new singer who <laughs> sounds exactly like their old singer yeah, yeah. or else in chains it's, it's like a brand you know Vegas. a brand gets
0: I can't believe that Dave Navarro was in the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I know
4: what a weird record too. it was. What it totally changed it, and suddenly was like all choppy and not good.
3: Yeah, like more like a nipple ring vibe.
4: Yeah, <laughs> totally more like a washboard stomach, bisexual slither, slithering kind of leather pants, sensual
3: like leather bell bottom, very
4: vibe. like sort of like borderline like armenian or persian i'm not sure but it's yeah. like a dark middle eastern sexiness carmen electra
3: <laughs> yeah very i
0: have a friend who always talks about how like I had like the keys to like the palace of cool when he was in jane's addiction and then it's like dude what like what happened like yeah. he was so awesome when he was in jane's addiction like in that stop video I know. he had like long hair and like shirt off i'm just like i
4: was like
3: tearing it up
4: and then he became like jersey shore guy like yeah. weird manicured facial hair and like
3: i always thought him was very la yeah <laughs> i lived there but that to me i was like oh wow that's like <laughs> we both then, were trying to give him to know. the other coast
4: <laughs> i was like that's
3: like on you know like that's like do you still feel that way about the, about la or about no i mean well every new york has a yeah cheesy aspect too and whatever dave navarro he's great you know I'll, i I love jane's addiction and their prime too it's just funny like his vibe is just funny you know i don't i've never met him he's probably a really cool guy I don't he's probably gotten laid more today than i have in my whole life too oh i mean yeah and he, he's probably i i but meanwhile i dug deep enough to read his book and it wasn't good if that's th- a reflection of him as a person probably not i good. think i read it too <laughs> I'm trying to remember, but the oh. Anthony Keita's book was awesome. The Keitas book was awesome, so Scar good. Scar tissue, yeah, so good.
0: You know, but, what book is so good. Yeah. Um, have you ever read Duff McKagan's book? It's so I'm, easy. I'm reading it right now, dude. I read the Slash <laughs> book, and that was cool.
3: But the Duff one is so much better because he can actually like write yes. really well, hmm. or the Ghost Writer, or somebody. Yeah. Actually, I thought the same thing. I was like, Are these his works? Well,
0: he this writes for the Stranger a lot, and he talks
3: about at least he can like sort of like at least he can write. I think. Yeah, I you know i i dig into all these music books and even if i'm not even into the band you yeah. know like i just have curiosity of that period but yeah the duff McKagan one i'm just started reading it it's funny because i'll read something a little more maybe intelligent and then it's like switching channels i'll keep that book to the side and then i'll go to like duff McKagan's. book yeah, yeah, yeah. when i'm like my brain isn't like fully ready to just it's like reading a magazine versus reading a novel or something but yeah it is interesting. I and I didn't realize that Duff McKagan came from truly did come from like a punk rock. Dude so punk. Like 80s punk like a real punk history. He always seemed like in Guns N' Roses the characters he was the punk guy, but I didn't yeah. think he really was the punk guy. Yeah. And that dude, yeah, it's like he's talking about living in LA where it's like just like you to
0: turn the lights or be like a 100 roaches like sleeping mm-hmm. on the floor like yeah, that dude like really another really good one i saw steve earl last night and there's a book about him called hardcore troubadour that's Mm. so good too that guy said like the most insane life yeah Mm. that's probably good
3: Uh, do you guys read a lot on the road or is it hard i read a lot it just but like not just more like in bed yeah it helps me like stop like push so i'm not thinking about other things just thinking about the words until it gets tired time that's it for me Otherwise, I'm, yeah, it's just at night.
0: Yeah. Do you guys ever take melatonin?
4: Tried that now? Uh, I, ha- I had I for a spell. Yeah. Um, makes me feel weird though. I'm groggy in the morning. Yeah. So sometimes I take this magnesium supplement called N- Nature Calm or Natural Calm. If you're, looking for something i'm looking for
3: something that's why i'm asking
4: that stuff is really good
3: yeah i haven't i used to take lunesta ambien that's not good no none of it was good (laughs) i used to take it all i was like oh it's ready for bedtime (laughs) boom the next day i'd be like i sent this email i sent (laughs) these messages oh my god to that person you truly black out
4: no man this magnesium your body wants anyway helps you metabolize calcium it's it's
3: good that's stuff. safe yeah that's healthy i'm not yeah just the prescription stuff's not safe yeah
0: no it's dark are you guys are you guys in a van or a bus or how are you doing the store private jet <laughs> <laughs> each you guys each have a jet
4: yeah
3: <laughs> i mean no it's a, a for na- it's a van and trailer nice
0: is that kind of cool, sort of after kind of doing kind of the bigger stuff to actually be able to stop and
3: see stuff or not really? <laughs> <laughs> I never no. I mean he, he was a, he's gotten to bigger levels than I have. I never got like to super cozy bigger level, so I don't know. I've always been um working class. <laughs> um I'm ready for bigger stuff. If yeah. it happens, if it happens that would be awesome if it doesn't. I've enjoyed I like seeing the country. It's nice. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah? Blake, how do you feel about the van trailer?
0: Do you like it?
4: Yeah, it's cool. I mean, everything's cool. I mean, <laughs> it's... Uh, it, a bus is way better Right, if right. you're not at the mercy of other people. Right. You, you know, you wake up and when you want, and you, you, you know, you also don't, <clears throat> you don't experience the drives. You sleep and the thing rolls down the highway and you wake up and you're in Cleveland. Right. You know, so, um, uh, and in my case, <clears throat> in my band, usually the like back lounge became my little music studio. So people would like, let me have my space. Um, cause I kind of like, I get kind of. Th- that's, that's the hardest part for me on tour is like my favorite part of like every day of my life, at least right now, is like sort of like the morning, getting up, having a coffee, writing a song, playing with creating something. That's my favorite stuff is the creation process. And that's the part that I feel like I leave behind when I go on tour and in a bus I can find that process and in a van, it's, it's much, much harder. Um, so that's the part of me that I feel goes on nourished and it's, it's something I'm still, I still work on trying to like find ways to like find that little moment. You know, it doesn't have to be much, um, you know, but if you have, like right now, the way we tour is we're, we we we're on tours that follow buses, so they have a ten-hour drive that they sleep through, right? And we wake up at eight in the morning or seven in the morning, whatever. Get in the van by seven thirty, and then it's just not the you know, it's right? Just like a, it's just it's, it's more like um. i don't know it's just more it feels more like work right. and respect those drives you know um but it's been it's fun it's nice you know we all have our own like bench and stuff so like we create our own little worlds on our benches <laughs> but a bus ultimately is a you little you did do one tour in an rv i did do one tour in oh, yeah? an rv and you were creative on the rv some i was I, I i at times i pref- you showed me some songs yeah written them yeah i liked the rv that was a cool vibe but i think to make the rv fully work i would like need a driver because i can't do like that much driving so much driving
0: when minus a bear came by here last month they had one of those like box truck bandwagon type things mm-hmm. it's like a, they had like a separate driver in like yeah. a compartment but they they said it was kind of bumpy but they were like it's like half the price of a bus or something
4: yeah totally oh, yeah, i've heard, heard bus, the, yeah. the suspension is quite the, not the suspension
0: really seemed pretty
3: bad but otherwise <laughs> so it's almost bus <laughs> yeah just with seasickness exactly
4: yeah yeah it's a trade-off man you know like uh, the thing about staying home And getting my little moment of adventure as lose my little moment of creativity, my moments of creativity in the morning, for instance, is you miss out on like the adventure part. You know, you got to just make a choice. That's like everything, you know, like we were talking about yesterday. You have a kid, maybe you miss out on some scuba diving trips. You don't have a kid, you get the scuba diving trips, but you miss out on that nurturing, wonderful, fulfilling experience, so you know i understand that like so this is like the adventure time we go on a weird camping road trip play some shows drink some coffee and do some podcasts you know this is its own kind of like creative energy and it. that like this is really fun i'm having like a really fun time right now i really am that i couldn't have at home so it's you know that's life man right that's life All right, that
0: Woo! was Jared Garbo and Blake Sennett from the Night Terrors of tw- 1927, and check out their album "Everything's Coming Up Roses." It's awesome. I actually saw them play the night at the night of the night we had them on. How
2: do I say this? The later night,
0: that later that day. Later. It, at that's night. how you should say it. Like,
2: well, wait. Let's get the narrator to say it. Later that evening, Jonah went to the Night Terrors of 1927 performance
0: i did they played at the gramercy hotel um which they do have you ever seen a show there they have this little stage off to the side i saw um bleachers did their album release show there too they do these kind of like really small kind of shows it's actually a pretty cool venue um so i went to the show and i went to a wedding party
2: there really yeah I, thought, I can't remember if it was poster pre... Because re, they renovated the whole place like six years ago or something, right? Like so, Or maybe even a lot longer. I don't know, man. I
0: never really went there. It's a oh. little classy for me. <laughs> I know I got like a vodka soda and it was like $17 or something. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really cool venue um, and they found it great. And yeah, they're you know, a legit band, so they'll be touring. So check out their site, see when they're coming through their town. Check out the honorary title and Rilo Kylie too if you haven't. Awesome bands. Check out Commonwealth Press. Check out Commonwealth Press, cwpress.com, backslash podcast. Get your six free shirts when you place an order. Um, And you should place an order, even if you're not a band.
2: You should. Get some shirts, man. You're important.
0: Oh, also, I guess I'm burying this really at the end, but I think this will be out in time. Uh, United Nations is playing some homecoming shows. Um, We are playing in D.C. at Rock and Roll Hotel on February 28th. And we are playing New York at St. Vitus on March 2nd with uh, our friends at Black Clouds and Loud Boys. So check us out if you want to see my band. Yeah. If not... They're loud. It's, loud. it's loud. It's loud. It's going to be crazy. I think that the, our last show in D.C. was insane. It's a Saturday night, so I think it'll be good. Um, and the Vitus show, Vitus is always fun. Yeah. So yeah, that should be cool. Visit us online, um, Twitter, slash Going off Track, goingofftrack, com. You can donate, blah, 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 blah. You, you know the deal. So yeah. Thanks, Jared and Blake, for coming by. Thanks, Brad, for being so easy to do these with. Hey. So easygoing and hey. mellow. <laughs> and, so, and sounding like and the fans. Thank,
2: thank you for our new narrator.
0: Yeah, thanks to our narrator. She's awesome. Thanks to Steven, even though he's not here right now. He's here in spirit, always. All right, we will see you next week. Bye.